just like that, guys, welcome back, by the way. Uh, we said goodbye last week to the uh, what can only be called the Room of Doom. And uh, welcome to the Shed of Dread. The Shed of Dread. <laughs> the Shed of Dread. Or... Paul's sex cabin. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'd, I don't think you'd want to get up to anything like that. You know, you probably hurt yourself. There's lots of sharp objects and tough edges and stuff. <laughs> you might not want to do that. You know, put your back out. Uh, but yeah, so this is now for the foreseeable future, um, where I'll be recording, editing, and generally doing uh, that tattoo that show stuff along stuff, with my yeah. own artwork and stuff. Um, in other news. Um, because I now have a dedicated space and somewhere to do that, I'm going to uh, reboot the series that I was doing when I was making some artwork and kind of just talking about stuff that's on my mind over the top a bit. Um, I think it'll be like late nights with Paul or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, it'll just be me talking. It's kind of like the stuff that we talk about on the show occasionally, um, you know, the, the, the more difficult side of being a creative and offering some solutions for that. But coming up this week, uh, because we've got to get into this week's show before we get involved in any of that nonsense. Exactly. Coming up this week, uh, we've got some news, some comments, uh, and a couple of topics of discussion. Um, one of them is about numbers. That will become apparent as we go along. Uh, and uh, the other one Chris has got. What's the other topic of discussion this week? The other topic of discussion is, well, there's two. There's first Hello, of all, by the way, mate. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I, Paul just fucking cracked on. He's like, fuck doing the intro. Yeah, Let's just, just go straight, straight in. in. I was ready just with my microphone. In. I was going to be like, what is happening? Fucking blah, blah, blah. Because then I'll put the microphone down then. But um, I'm only holding it because I've moved my desk. So I don't know if it's going to sound right. But anyway, uh, the topic of conversation, there is... Uh, just an answer to a question in regards to tarot machines being medical devices. And, and because we've now got over 10,000 lovely motherfuckers subscribed to our... Hang on, hang on. They're not lovely motherfuckers. They're shiny bastards. Shiny bastards, whatever you want to call it. Beautiful you people. bunch of shiny bastards, you. If you're, uh, by the way, while I think about it, because no, hang on, I need to jump in here because with the with the, are you sure? With the, yeah, I do. Are you sure? With the uh, with the subscribers, uh, you might be one of the new subscribers. So I Hello. think it's only fair, given that I've just kind of doorstepped you all with the intro. Welcome to that tattoo show. This is a weekly podcast that me and Chris do every week here on YouTube and as an audio podcast on all of the popular audio streaming services. We're here every and the Sunday. Ones that aren't popular. And even the ones that are not popular, like we're Giza. everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're everywhere, like COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, we're everywhere, um, and so we, uh, we do this every Sunday. Uh, we we chat about tattoo stuff, being a creative in the modern world, navigating the world of being a creative, being a tattooist. Our conversations are most specifically around the world of tattooing, but more widely, uh, you know, they they will be useful to you know many different types of creative people, uh, and. You know, and sometimes completely useless to you because we'll talk about needles for 40 minutes, but we know why you guys stick around because occasionally that's interesting to you. Um, and very recently, as Chris was just saying, and I will let him get back to it um, because this is his moment of glory. It's our uh, moment did, of glory. Uh, it is our moment yeah, of glory. Yeah, I know, but I think... It I've, was funny, you know, though, because like the, we day, have been the, waiting the, for the, it. the night it was happening, it's like Saturday night, and I'm just like sending Paul picture messages of like the countdown, and it's like, woo! We hit 10k because it is a milestone. It's not like you know you could have an Instagram account, Facebook, or whatever, and that's. I think there's a lot less work that goes into that with what we're doing and, and any other YouTube creator. 
it is a lot of work that goes into making these episodes, making the podcast and everything. Even like, you know, the fact that you've literally built your own studio now, finally. And um oh, I have. and I'm gonna one up Paul and I'm actually looking at an industrial unit to create a that tattoo show headquarters. It's not like that we're competitive or anything. It's, you know it's, what I mean? not, it's, it's, it's not competitive. <laughs> it do you know what it is? I want I I'm I had I had I had a vision the other night. I want to create a space, right? where we can do that tattoo show live, where we can have seminars. Do you mean like a proper physical space where people can come and we can get artists to put seminars on, we can film them and just have a fucking crack. Like it might take some yep. time, but that's the, that's the vision. That's the goal. So as a, a little special kind of thank you to everybody that has subscribed and what I've done, I don't really think you can see it over there, but I've been putting together some stuff. I've got one part of it on, on the side. I've just got to reach out to a couple of other people for the other bits. So when I get them, I'll let you know what it is. But so far, we have a Bishop Power Wand shader. This the full set with the two batteries and everything. And also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven boxes of Wrath. The new Wrath gel disposable grips that we are going to give away to somebody along with a load of other stuff. Once we've figured out all the details, we'll be posting it on our Instagram and then you'll be in with a chance of winning that. It's going to be quite uh, quite the quite the package. Yeah. It looks, that you're looks pretty get. good to me. You know, looks pretty good to me. And I'm not going to be in charge of posting it. I'm going to leave Paul in charge of posting it. Chris. That just gets better every time because uh, it's an inside joke between me and Paul. It's, it's not a funny inside joke. It's just a, an inside joke that's not funny no it just it just shows how petty we can be sometimes what is in the news mate all right so in the news this week bear with me because i'm going to refer to my phone um and obviously this came out last week but we didn't record so inkjector have actually come out with a tattoo pen oh yeah there you go so does it look like a bionicle having sex with a transformer like the last tattoo machine that they brought no it actually looks more no it looks a bit more smoother it looks it looks quite nice actually so what they've said is the injector flight pen has arrived we have brought together the best of injector in a package for the people built around the foundation of their custom german engineered far harbor motor the flight pen offers the power and consistency of the nano range along with the ease of use technological elements in an updated form it's basically a pen with a fixed grip yeah and the needle depth adjustment is with their motorized needle depth adjuster okay you can change the it's a pen now where you can change the cam you could change the torsion bars and everything yep. you can't use the ones that you've already got because they've got smaller ones it looks very ergonomic and it looks pretty cool rock and roll i've got to be honest i really like injectors i think they, they they've made some of the finest tattoo machines ever made the Nano was great. Yeah. I love the Nano, but when the flight... I like the Flight V2 as well. I, I enjoyed those. The, the wireless one just... I think yeah, I kind of lost the wireless. They one, lost me with the wireless it, one. You know, to be honest with you, it at that looks point. amazing. I, I like the look of it visually. Oh, I, I like, like how it, it looks, but I think the usability of it, I was a bit like, oh, I, I'm not a fan of it. The balance was off. I just didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that it was in the plastic. This one though, it's made of. Aluminum, depending on where you're from. That'll be aluminium for me. Uh, and it just looks... Uh, yeah, it's not a wireless pen, um, 
But I think what they've said is, at the end of the day, there's so many people making batteries. You don't need one. Like, I've been watching the comments online, and I was like, oh my God, in this day and age, you're so behind because you haven't made a wireless pen. It's like, you don't need to make a wireless pen. Not everybody uses wireless pens. No, to be honest with you, I, um, I've i got two Injector Nanos uh, that I pulled out the other week because um, I wanted to see if I could run them from my battery grip. And um, yeah. obviously the Nano has got the brushless motor, so it doesn't really start doing anything interesting until about 9 volts. So I thought, well, I wonder how long this battery will kind of last at 12 volts. Um, realistically, I could do with a with a grip battery that goes up to higher voltage than that because, you know, the range <laughs> well. of it is higher. But certainly for what I was using it for, which was for stippling, which involves running the machine very, very slow, very it was great, actually, It was, and it's really good, you know. And it's a nice addition to my um, Rotary Works machines for a, a slightly different feeling yeah. machine, you know. But great machines, injectors. Interesting thing about the battery comment you made there. On their posts and in the comments on Instagram, they were kind of like alluding to that they might be bringing out a battery because they were kind of saying like, oh, isn't it a shame that no one brings, no one's brought out a battery that goes up to 17 volts? Hmm. Hmm. And it's like, okay, mm. so the, the, the Australians are going to be doing it. Yeah. Hopefully they'll do it in a grip, in a grip format. You need a big know. fucking yeah. battery. I, mean, I, I think that's the, I think the problem is it draining the battery yeah. so quickly. I think 18 volts, you're asking a lot of one yeah. of those little vape batteries to produce that for six yeah. hours. So I think that'll, um, I mean, it just might mean that, you you know, we have a, um, different motors, you know, or that maybe those motors were designed for power supplies and maybe the these other motors can be uh, run on lower voltages. Well, you know. it's the same motor that's in the Flight X1 and the Nano. So same motor, it's just, okay. you know, they don't run, they don't yeah. go up to, to 17 volts. And so with that, it's time for your comments. <laughs> I've got I've got one comment which comes off the back of one of not last week but the week before like part one of last week's video, and that is from Jonathan Bristow four two oh nine. He says on holiday in Crete with terrible Wi-Fi, so I only picked up on part of this. But how can you classify a tattoo machine as medical? At best, is cosmetic, and what is the definition of medical? So I've done a little bit of looking and to try and kind of like give you a bit of an answer. Can I just jump in there? This is yeah. this is based on a conversation that I had with uh, Rob Smeed from Electrum. Uh, we've been having with a couple of American artists as well, and part of something that we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show, where unlike Reach, Mokra... Yeah, which is the, the the equivalent of reach, if you like, for I guess North America for sure, but maybe North America and Canada. I'm I'm not certain. You'd have to check if 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 it affects you. Uh, I'm not sure if it's um will affect Canada because uh, it's a different country with a different government, so it might not. But um, the difference between reach and Mocha is that reach really only focused on the inks themselves, where the whereas the proposed Mocha. Regis uh, legislation uh, is anything or could be extended to be anything that comes in contact with the skin and those things having to be registered as medical devices so that you can use them. Now, the worrying part of that is that 
obviously if you've if you've got to suddenly get all, all kinds of certificates and um and make things in clean rooms and all that sort of stuff when maybe it's not necessary certainly necessary for some things in tattooing we worry that it favors the big companies and will put smaller companies out of business having to you know get this in line with the legislation i guess and it could uh, affect mostly for us the cost of our supplies you know it could treble the cost of your needle and it could treble the cost of your tattoo machines which is really worrying for tattooists in north america so that's the context sorry mate carry on okay so medical devices what and this is my hopefully in a nutshell what could have been answered to the question like what is a medical device now a medical device can be anything it can be a scalpel it can be a fucking bedpan that you piss in right yeah but the requirements for something to be made and classified as a medical device means that they are made to the iso standard 13485 now that let me just get my phone is an international standard that specifies the requirements for a quality management system specific to the medical device industry. It outlines the criteria for organizations involved in the design, development, production, installation, and servicing of medical devices. The standard focuses on ensuring the safety and effectiveness of medical devices as well as regulatory compliance. Now, when you make something and you are doing it according to the ISO 13485, what that means is you are making your products at a higher standard, at a safer standard, at a better standard than other people that aren't doing it. So say, for example, if you want to use machine builders, right, you've got Dave that makes his machines in his shed. And then you've got yep. Steve that has another, a big company or, or, or a slightly bigger company. And they're making their machines to ISO one three four eight five. Yeah, you you know instantly, right? That the a lot more thought, checks, and safety measures have gone into the design and the making of this machine. They might have gone into the other machine that's made by Dave in his shed, but you don't know that because yeah. he's not at that standard. So I think when the governments are asking like say needle manufacturers and so on in, in, in America to make products at the ISO 13485, all they're doing is saying, can you make sure that your products that you're going to be putting into people's skin are made at this standard? Because if you yeah. look at the, you know, like the influx of millions and millions of needle companies coming out, over-exaggerating of course, but so many different needle companies are coming out and they're just all getting them from AliExpress. So yeah. with that, there's risk then that some of these needle companies are just buying stuff off some random guy in China yeah. and they might not be getting made to a high standard. So by, in, by enforcing that medical standard or the the requirement for them to be classified as medical devices and made and according to ISO 13485, that ensures the safety not only for us as artists, it ensures safety for our clients. So when you if ink is made to that standard, if needles are made to that standard, you know that they're going to be good. And if people aren't making them to that standard, then you know there's going to be a risk that there could be an issue. On the topic of everything's going to be fucking expensive as fuck because of, you know, making things to a medical standard such as ISO 13485. I fuck sick saying that already. Um, 
companies have been doing it for years already. You know, if you look at Cheyenne, Cheyenne needles are made in according to ISO 13485. Therefore, they are classed as a yeah. medical device or they made under the medical yeah. device requirements. Their tattoo machines are made according to ISO 13485. Therefore, they are made, they could be classified under that whole medical device thing. The machines and the yeah. needles they haven't fucking whacked their prices up and they've been doing it for years. Like when they brought ink out years ago, they had a lot of issues because they were making the ink to that standard. And they, and remember Chris was saying it was an absolute, like so much back and forth between the regulatory people yeah. making sure everything was on it. But doing it that way does ensure that the products that those companies make are better. So it's not necessarily tattoo machines are medical devices. It's more of, uh, making them according to a medical standard or a medical right. device yeah. requirement. Yeah. And that means that they made at the same kind of spec as something that is used in the medical industry, whether it's a cosmetic thing or not. So I get the worry that it could put the price up of things. And I get like the whole confusion of like tattooing is in the medical device. And like technically, yeah, it is. So it's a, it's a cosmetic minor medical procedure because we're breaking the skin depending on how you look at it it is an art form but it is a well that's what i would have said if i mean a scalpel breaks the skin a needle breaks yeah, the so skin it's a minor so medical procedure. Es essentially in a very broad term they do you know they they, they both do the same yeah. function so they should um i mean i think uh, from the positive side of things i think that would um it would make purchasing things like machines and needles um, and stuff like that um, much much clearer yeah. to everybody, so that you know that if if it's being stocked, um, if that's a requirement, at least you know that what you're buying is genuinely safe and, and not bootleg and counterfeit and it, all that that's sort what of I was stuff. Say, yeah. I do on the downside of it though, I do think that having to conform to those standards, it it will naturally um, it it will naturally favour the bigger companies because they will have the money to throw at that kind of thing. Like you say, if it is just Dave in his shed, yeah. um, he probably can't turn that into a clean room. I'm using that as an example, but imagine it has to be built in a clean yeah. room. No, I understand that. And a clean room costs 30 grand to make it, and he might not have that budget, whereas a big company like MT Derm will, will have that kind of budget and may already be making stuff to that standard for their other no, businesses, no, I, I, if you know I, I, what I mean. I agree so with what you're saying. I do worry that, but see, it, no, but the thing is, worry like, that it favours the bigger manufacturer, you know. As an industry, right, I think one thing we all one thing we all forget, right, is that governments don't give a fuck about us. They don't care about us. They care about what we do and who we do it to. So their concern, right, is that what we're doing is not going to cause some sort of health crisis or health outbreak. Obviously, Reach has shown yeah. that it, you know, it hasn't worked well because it may have, there's been a few issues with Reach Inks. But enforcing these rules and regulations, especially as tattooing is just fucking growing and growing and growing, you know, it just comes with it. You, yeah. you, you can't, you can't not expect to have more rules enforced. And I think like, I don't see anything wrong with having to make sure that what I'm doing is made with or done with decent products made by, you know, under certain regulations or whatever uh my only issue with it is that certain companies may 
like what they've done with fucking reach my worry is that companies will turn around and go oh but the thing is because we now have to make it to iso 13485 we now have to start charging fucking yeah. shitloads of money for our products and it's just like do you really well, i mean that's that's what i was gonna say is even even if it doesn't push the prices up this yeah, is the world of tattooing excuse. and you can guarantee that there'll be some price gouging somewhere wherever wherever people can any excuse really and i think but, yeah um I agree with you that, you know, making sure that, you know, the needles and the, and certainly the needles and the ink are, are made to a standard that is, I mean, I'd like to see it accepted worldwide. There'd just be a worldwide standard, you know, um, which I think would be much better. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that is, it's an international... Yeah, but what I'm saying is you've, you've got legit, all these different kind of requirements and legislations around the world. They're all going their own way. What I, what I would prefer, like you've got an, in, you're talking about an international standard that already exists. Well, why couldn't, um, why couldn't, if, if that's possible to set up, why couldn't there be an international standard for all, all tattoo products? Why couldn't, why have you got to have Mocha and Reach and other versions of that. Why can't there be, let's just take a standard and go make your inks to ISO because, 7. Uh, yeah, I know you, but I think that's you know just I mean? because as, as an industry, we're still quite small in comparison to others. You know, we, we, we are, we, we, as an industry, we're growing, we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but we are still a small industry. Like this channel. Exactly. We're growing every day. We're not that big. But like, you know, I, I think since doing this channel, I've definitely seen from the other side of the industry, I've seen how much money companies are already making off a lot of the products that they sell, which is fucking insane. You know, it, the markup on a lot of stuff is so fucking high that you, you're talking like some products, they're making like two to 300% profit off it. Oh, and more. There's there's products out there that are like I've got nine hundred percent markup on them. Yeah, but just, I, I, and and this is the thing though. Like it does it does need fucking addressing. To be honest with you, that's it, it, it needs addressing. Maybe we'll address that in the future. We'll Maybe we will. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe we will. But um, what I worry about is you're already making all this fucking money right off products that are just basically OEM stuff from Dave in China, and you're going to basically, that factory is going to be able to make it at ISO 13485. It's not as if you're going to do it. You might just have to pay a little bit extra to get it done. But then you're probably going to use that, again, use that as a reason to smash the fucking prices on things. Yeah. Like if you're making the products yourself in-house in whichever country you're in, right? Fair enough. It is going to be an added cost to you. But some of the things like needles and so on, they're all made by massive companies, big fuck off factories out in China that make needles for every fucker else. So they've got the capability to be, you know, they probably are already, you know, have set up and they just don't have it certified as made to ISO uh, one, three, four, eight, five. Yeah. So you probably could do it already. What you could hope is that, uh, I guess that because if they are already kind of set up for doing that, that it won't cost any more, but you know, this is the world of tattooing. So if there's a way yeah. of getting more money out of us, you can guarantee somebody somewhere is going to try to, you know, this is this week's Paul's top tip. It's, Brand new feature. It doesn't currently have a graphic. He's literally just made it up it on will, the spot. Um, it's that it will, new. It's that new. I'm literally making it up as I go along. Um, it may never have a graphic because it may never need it because I may never do this again. At the top of the show, we were talking about 
the fact that we've just hit 10,000 subscribers and it's uh, a big moment for us. Um, when we started yes. doing this, we didn't really have much of a plan. Um, and if, in all honesty, um, when we started doing it, probably for the first 18 months that we were doing it, the industry around tattooing largely ignored us. There were a few people that were interested, people like Rob that got what we were doing straight, yeah. straight away. But largely they, they just ignored us, you know. Uh, and we had a conversation that at around at around a certain number, people start you know, sniffing the, the gap. There, there will become a point where people go, "Oh, you're now legit, right?" So we guessed that it it could be around the kind of ten k mark, and our theories would uh, appear to be correct. You know, those numbers are important to us when we ask you to like and subscribe and comment and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm very aware that it's kind of the opposite of what we say about social media, where we yeah. all, we tell you, don't worry about your subscriber count, don't worry about your um, how many people interact with your content. And I, I really wanted to address that because that could appear like we're doing one thing and telling you to do something else, and I don't want you yeah. to think that. Um, and this, this came up uh, literally last week, uh, or in the last two weeks, with Jay, who's my last apprentice. He's, he's no longer my apprentice, but, you know, I look after the guys for a couple of years after they finish their apprenticeships and, uh, you know, year one, year two tattooers. So Jay had become really despondent with his Instagram. Everybody's you know, knows that Instagram's interaction has gone, you know, kind of right down, and it's, it, it's really hard to stand out and do anything. And I noticed that he hadn't posted anything on his, on his Instagram for a for quite a while. Mm. And then when we got chatting, you know, um, I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with the world of social media. And during the pandemic, I took that as a deliberate opportunity to slow my social media stuff down, uh, go a little bit quiet, not completely silent, but go a little bit quiet so that I could uh, build a gap and then kind of reboot things uh with a new mindset, to be honest with you, because I've I found um, where I was, you know, in, with social media was quite toxic and quite damaging for me. Um, but, you know, you would be right to ask the question, if your subscriber count, Paul, on YouTube and the likes on your videos and the comments on your videos are important, why is it not important for me to have a big Instagram or TikTok following with a lot of interaction, likes and comments and interaction, right? And what I wanted to say to you was pretty much what I said to Jay, um, because he was like, what's the point, right? You know, like, I, I post the best tattoo I've done for, you know, you know, so far, and it gets three likes. So I said to him, look, you've edited this show for about six months now. You know, Jay's been editing since January and we're in August. So, you know, mm. January, February, he started doing it. But he's been around since the birth of the show. And I said, you cast your mind back. And there were times when we thought a video was doing really well if it got 100 views. And, you know, and there were times when our early videos got less than 100 views. Yeah. Um, and it would have been really easy for us to go, oh, it's not worth it, who cares? We won't have a thumbnail on anything. We won't bother with any of that. We won't play that game. We'll just keep doing it. But we did. And that's because with our YouTube channel, the reason uh, for a, a subscriber count is that our industry take us seriously. If our industry take us seriously, they send us products for review and products to give away on the channel so we can... Yes, we're... Like them over there. Yeah, like all that stuff that Chris is pointing at, right? What we're trying to do 
is as a byproduct of the stuff that we get, we're trying to do some good and and pay it forward to you guys for watching as a thank you for liking and subscribing. And, you know, don't forget if you're going to do that. But, um, but so you might, you might question, well, why shouldn't I build a big Instagram following? Well, um, my answer is, I don't think there's anything wrong with building a big Instagram following. But um, what you have to remember is that, um, and not be despondent about is we've been doing this on YouTube, which is a very difficult space to stand out in for three years. And it's only really in the last 12 months that anything yeah. kind of important has, has happened. And we've just, all we've done, if anything that we've done is clever, all that we've done is produce a video every Sunday, rain or shine with very few exceptions for three years. Now, so with your Instagram, if you're getting low engagement and you're not getting many subscribers and stuff, I would, and you really want to do that, then I would tell you continue regardless and yeah. and just be consistent. If you, say you do one tattoo a week, pick a day of the week when you... If, they, if you build it, they will come Absolutely, back. fill the dreams. If you build it, they'll come. So say you only tattoo once a week, right? Pick a day of the week that you're going to post. Yeah. If you're only going to post once a week, I would suggest Monday mornings because the entire world of tattooing is closed and everybody's sat on their phones, which is a you know a really good time to post. Late on a Sunday night, um, tattooists uh, tend to stay up later on a Sunday because they can have a lie-in on Monday morning, right? Yeah. So, you know, those those doom areas scrolling. were... Yeah, just doom scrolling on Sunday night, but Monday morning, so, right? But this is the thing, though. You, so, you know, you've said there about, like, tattooists are up late. That's not your target yeah. audience. Your target audience is people that want to get tattooed. So... Like that's where that's a good point, but it depends who your target audience is. Yeah. Now, if you want a big subscriber count, I would argue that a, a big subscriber count on Instagram is not really useful uh, for your in, your tattoo business because it's going to be local to your shop yeah. mostly. I mean, it might be worldwide, but that's not going to be the vast majority of the people that walk in through the doors. But a big subs a subscriber account will benefit you in the same way that it benefits us. You'll get offers for guest spots, conventions, sponsorships. And, and if that is something that is important to you, and I'm I'm not going to judge you for that. I've got a couple of my own sponsorships, right? And they're, they're really helpful. And if you're using, if it's shit you already use, why not, right? Going to like small conventions and big conventions and having a good time and getting your boobs given you for free and stuff, that's also good, you know. Like, yeah. why not? Fill your boots. Um, but you have to decide, uh, and, you you know, if I end up doing this marketing seminar in the Isle of Wight, you'll, you'll get this. The, the thing that I, I tell everybody is before you form a plan of action, decide on the desired result. That's how marketing works. So if you go, I want... 10 sponsorship deals. I want to be invited to conventions for free. I want guest spots, pro team, everything. Yeah. Right. Then that's if that's what you're after, then you can build a course of action to get to that point. If you want to be a really well-known local tattooist with a really with a really good, solid portfolio of work, then maybe you don't need um the big subscriber count. But what you do need is you need to catch people's eyes. Yeah. So that comes down to you know the right hashtags. And all of that. Now, I, and I will go into this further in another episode if you want me to. Like, so comment down below, and I'll and I'll make sure that happens. But um, what I was going to say about all of that is that when you start doing it, nothing will happen for two months. 
Nothing might happen for 12 months. Like yeah. with us, it was 24 months of every Sunday putting out a video. 24 months every week sitting down filming shows like this but that's, before anything started to move. Now, Instagram will move a bit quicker, yeah. but you, like, don't go putting your best tattoo on there. This is my new thing. This is my new goal. And you get seven likes. Don't get despondent. You've just got to keep going. You've got to play just the keep, game, haven't you? you just got to keep doing it and doing it. And eventually... People will go. Now, so I had this conversation with Jay a month ago, maybe maybe two or three weeks ago, something like that. And I asked him about it this Sunday when we were working. I said, how's your Instagram going? And he's like, it's up 100% on what I was doing. All right, straight away. He's like, you know, more people interacting, more people seeing his work. And the way the algorithm works is the more people that interact with your posts, the more it pushes it out to yeah. other people. One of the reasons that this channel has, has kind of grown like that is because at some point, um, Instagram, uh, not Instagram, YouTube pushes out our videos to other people. You know, it yeah. starts suggesting it places and stuff. And that's why it's important to us and our business model because our business model um, is around interacting with the industry and then using our status, if you want to call it that, as YouTube influencers, which I'm still <laughs> fucking uncomfortable with, but to use that to then get loads of stuff that we can give out to you guys, you know. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're making something out of this because that's how it works, right? Um, not at the moment, it's got to be said. We're not making money the, at the moment. That's the view for the future. But along the way... Instead of just making money and other people suffering along the way, because we're both humanists, we want to do some good with the thing that we're doing. If this, yeah. if we end up with a hundred thousand followers, I would like to believe that we'll be doing ten times more of this, and we'll be doing some kind of Mr. Beast style madness once oh, the budget is there for that yeah. kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'd love to one day believe that I might be able to give away a Lamborghini. Yeah, it'd be amazing. You know what I mean? And uh, like, uh, uh, give but, away an actual tattoo studio, like just give yeah, just give away an, a, a fully featured tattoo studio. Like, last person take their hand off the front door gets the keys. You know what I mean? It'd be amazing to do that sort of stuff. It'd blow my mind. Um, but we can't do that unless we start making. We we couldn't do any of that if we didn't start making videos three years ago yeah. and going oh seventy two likes. It's done two better than last week. We must yeah. be growing. Five That's more what people it was watched like. it this week. <laughs> You know, so if you're if you're struggling with that and social media and all that sort of stuff, my, the best piece of advice I can give to you is just keep doing it, be consistent, decide on what it is that you're trying to achieve, and then you can comment that down below. And if you want me to make a video about you know promoting yourself, because the thing that you should never lose sight of is you may hate social media. I'm not a big fan of it, but the simple truth of it is, it is a completely free promotional medium. Yeah. It's free, you know, and you don't have to be on it 24 hours a day. You can just post a picture and close the app and you're yeah. done. So, you know, reframe it is all I'm saying to you. Just reframe it. And with that, that was the first uh, Paul's top tips. You know, it just as things come up in conversation with Jay, as he's, you know, moving out of his apprenticeship and into his tattoo career, if something comes up that I think is uh, useful to you guys, I'll share it here. If you don't want me to share it, comment down below. If you want me to share more of it, comment down below and so with that guys if Chris has nothing to add to this uh, to, to this top and tip I'm gonna have to uh, this has been That Tattoo Show the tell the lawyer tell the judge tell the priest 
Uh, tell all them people out there that are on Instagram with massive followings that they're doing really well. Go after what you want and don't worry about it, but make sure it's what you yeah. want. And with that, we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Fuck off. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.